With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your pain game podcast, where we talk about the game of living in and with chronic pain and trauma, getting to the heart of how to heal. I am your host, Lindsay Soprano. On the show, I plan on discussing with doctors, chronic pain patients, holistic practitioners, loved ones, and anybody that is interested in having their voice heard in the chronic pain and trauma world that we live in. Here we are, guys. Thanks for joining me again on this exclusive VIP pain journey. In the first episode, I discussed why I started this show about the game of living in pain with vulnerability at the core of my heart, my soul, which has led me to this show. To quickly recap, I talked about living in chronic pain with CRPS, which is short for chronic regional pain syndrome, also coined as the uh, suicide disease and how it has taken so much control over my life and my loved ones as well leaving us feeling pretty helpless. I briefly spoke about wanting to finally grab the reins through setting boundaries and coming to a place of acceptance and quite frankly, learning how to say the word no in places that I used to say yes and to say yes when I actually should be saying no. And it's not easy. It is so not easy. It's like hard fucking work to say no like a full-time job kind of work that you don't get paid for. You just lose over and over again. (laughs) But we can't become a better human on this earth or heal without work, right? I mean, hard stop. So when you look up the word acceptance online, I find it interesting. Well, maybe not interesting as much as I'm just completely befuddled about this. And for the record, I completely disagree with this definition that acceptance is a way to quote unquote not attempt to change or protest it, whatever it, it may be, whatever you're trying to accept. What? what the? I, I don't even understand that. So accepting means giving up. We're not going to try to change it or protest this diagnosis that we have. Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. So to me, my definition of acceptance is just far different from that. To me, it means in all cases of painful experiences, small or large that I accept the reality of my situation and recognize that this horribly painful disease can become a beautiful thing. I want to try to make pain beautiful because I can tell you one thing, pain has made this woman here a fucking warrior. So how, how is acceptance possible? I guess from my perspective, it's by welcoming in a whole new thought process by meditating by replacing old black and white, you know, movies with fresh, amazing, colorful ones, by painting over these painful murals and replacing them with a, like, a, a, like a living embodiment of how we can make a new future for ourselves and our loved ones. 
And no matter what kind of pain you've been through, whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, and or verbal, I fall into all those categories. <laughs> Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back, Lindsay. Um, with each episode, I invite you and all of those around you to join what I am coining this exclusive VIP pain game experience because we all deserve to have the red carpet rolled out for us. The people that love us and ourselves, our coworkers, we all need the red carpet rolled out. It's, a, it's about fucking time. I've just, I've had it that we're treated as poorly as we are in the pain community. So this leads me to our guest today, Ashley Gerber. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 23. MS is a disease in which the immune system eats away at the protective covering of nerves. In MS, this nerve damage disrupts communication between the brain and the body. It has an abundant amount of the same symptoms that CRPS has, but it just acts differently. The symptoms being vision loss, which Ashley will talk about a little bit, obviously pain, fatigue, impaired coordination, and those symptoms and their severity and the duration can vary from person to person. I mean, some people are symptom-free for most of their lives, while others, like Ashley, can have severe chronic symptoms that never go away and start at such a young age. I mean, physical therapy and medications exist that suppress the immune system and can help symptoms and slow disease progression. If you know who Selma Blair is, she has become a monster voice in the MS community, coming out with her diagnosis as raw as a sexy bitch could do. She was diagnosed in 2018 with MS. And in a fairly new documentary called Introducing Selma Blair, she shared what most would never have the balls to share on screen. And if you haven't seen it, you should. It might just readjust what you find pissing you off in life. <laughs> like take a beat, peeps. It's not the end of the world that, you know, some Prius in front of you is driving you insane. Let's, let's have some, a better, <laughs> a better scope of what's really important. The film follows her struggles with MS and the treatments she has used to help slow its progression. And Ashley is actually the first person that brought some of Blair's story to my attention when we first met. And I've followed her journey as well as Ashley's ever since. And so we meet my sweet little Ashley today with the cutest dimples on the planet. Not that you're seeing them right now, but I do. So lucky me. Who has MS, but she is not MS. She came into my life a few years ago when we were both in the middle of uh, how we were feeling about our diagnosis. And quite frankly, we were train wrecks. Uh, we both wanted to support each other as best as we could, but we were both on a wild roller coaster and rarely were kind of on the same one. We just knew that you were on another ride, but we were in the same park. So thank you for joining me today, Ashley. I know how courageous using your voice is, and I applaud you and welcome you to the show. Hi, it's awesome to be here. Thank you for joining us. So you have mentioned that you had symptoms of MS for years, but it was dismissed. Can you talk to me about that? Like, did you dismiss it or did doctor dismiss it or a little of both? Um, it was a little of both. I kind of brushed things off, but when I would bring them up to a doctor, they would sort of explain them away or blame them on my weight or anything they could to dismiss me as far as like, oh, it's just related to your period or 
anything basically yeah just oh there's always like the like the pointing to something else because they avoid us and i'll never forget going to a doctor and he was quote unquote a crps specialist and when i got in the door he said i've never even treated anybody with crps well well your website says something completely different (laughs) so uh how were you diagnosed how long did it take what were your symptoms i mean I, i know that you've talked about this a lot with me but that's why you're here Um, I woke up one morning and I couldn't see out of my right eye. So I went to the ER because obviously that's not normal. And they basically just said it was an ocular migraine. And they gave me, I think, some steroids or something like that to help with the inflammation. A few days later, I went back to the ER because it wasn't any better. And I think it was a PA or maybe a doctor that finally was like, okay, we'll send you to an eye specialist. They made me an appointment for the next morning. Um, I went to the eye doctor and he pretty much was like, you need to see a neurologist today. (laughs) Yeah. she Like hard um, stop. Hello. Yeah. She was like, "Uh, just stay here for a while. We will get you an appointment today. (laughs) So then I went to the neurologist and she was like, you could see how scared I was just based on the severity and how quickly I had gotten there. So she ordered an MRI and a spinal tap. The MRI pretty much showed that I had lesions all over my brain. And what was causing the blindness was lesions on my optic nerve, which is called optic neuritis. And pretty much been like that ever since. Little surprises all the time of things popping up, but we roll with it. Do you, in fact, I, 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 I'm asking this question. I kind of feel stupid. Are you still having issues with blindness in your eye? I know you deal with headaches still. Not as severe. Sometimes it's a little more blurry, whereas it used to be like complete darkness. If I would cover my left eye. That's crazy. Like absolute complete, like pirate cover your eye darkness. And, but obviously no you know, Johnny Depp kind of situation. (laughs) Yeah. Not as glamorous. Not as glamorous. (laughs) So with that, you're diagnosed, you find out you have MS, then what, like what, what was the, what were the protocols that were starting to put in place for you to try to help you? Well, A, get your vision back and B, did, did pain start pretty quickly within that span of like it from diagnosis or was it progressive? Well, with MS, you kind of have flares of where your symptoms are a little worse or like a period of gaining new symptoms, basically. So I had had pain for years before this, but it, I mean, it was always dismissed. So I just was like, oh, this is just how it is, I guess. This is how 23 year olds feel. So the eye thing, I, it was basically brought on by a stressful event. And, you know, the eye thing flared up. I was having a lot of like brain fog, just like coordination issues during that time. So um, pretty much the course of action for a flare is IV steroids. So we did that. It helps a little, but not drastically, which it's meant to kind of shorten it, not immediately fix it. Sometimes right. It well, I mean, they can't all. fix us. <laughs> Yeah. But like, it doesn't immediately take away the flare. It's just like, oh, well, here's some supportive care. And then I started a medicine called Ocrevus, 
but I had a very bad reaction. So at this point in time, I am not on any medication for this besides gabapentin for my nerve pain. And that is amazing because I've, uh, and I've talked about, and I will continue to talk about it, how I just, I will not take pills. I just, every time I take one, it's take one to, to fix this. Then you have to take the other one to fix the other one and so on and so forth. And I'm so proud of you because I'm doing the same thing. It's the bite on the stick kind of chick situation, you know, but I find myself to at least have better focus and much more determination in the things that I want to do. Not unlike this show where I wouldn't have been able to do this had I been taking all of the medications that they were putting me on. I was, I just wouldn't have been able to do it. My focus is very, very short lived. And now I'm with you. I'm on one medication, you know, and I'm proud of you for that. So after your diagnosis, I mean, I know pain in general, anybody that's diagnosed with something like you have with MS, it obviously affects your livelihood and your well-being. So what about like your social life and friendships and family? I know with me, I've, I've certainly have uh, turned and burned through a few, a few friends, even some that have been with me for 20 plus years that are no longer in my life. How, have you experienced the same kind of situation on your side? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know when I was first diagnosed, I kind of, I was so confused about what it meant for the rest of my life. And what my next steps were because I ended up losing my job because I, you know, needed to take time to recover and figure out my next steps. I lost my job. So the friends I had at work, you know, weren't really, they were work friends. They weren't reaching out to me to hang out anymore. I mean, I was 23. A lot of my friends were young. They didn't know how to be friends with a sick person. So, you know, a lot of them tried to keep in touch and just, as more time passed and I couldn't do the things that we used to do, you know, going on hikes and stuff like that. They just weren't inviting me anymore, which was hurtful. But the mindset I was in, I wouldn't have wanted to be around me either. So I don't necessarily blame them. I struggled a lot with depression because I was in pain and I was just, I was just not in a good spot. I was suicidal. I was just having a hard time accepting my diagnosis. I didn't want to wake up every day. I wouldn't have been upset if I hadn't woken up. It was just a rough time. Yeah, I mean, I empathize and sympathize with that. I mean, ours is different, but a lot of it is the same because you're you're trying to decide every morning, like I've mentioned, is every morning it's a full and complete decision. Like I have to say, all right, you got this bitch. Like you got this, you got this, you got this. And then I'm like, like two, three hours into the morning, I'm finally like, okay. And she's rolling. (laughs) It's like the longest reboot of a computer system. (laughs) So, I mean, you and I met, um, on Upwork, actually, which is so strange, like that you and I have come as far as we have with these trials and tribulations in the same like category. I'm so grateful for having met you, obviously, my love. But so we met each other on Upwork, which isn't, if you don't know what Upwork is, it's an online marketplace to like find freelancers and for freelancers to find people like myself. I would needed some help with my marketing assistance for my agency. So we met online and it was pretty much an instant connection. We both are depraved. We both have, I mean, she's like so incredibly witty and smart and old soul. It's, it's nuts, guys. 
you wouldn't necessarily get it by listening to her right now, but she is hysterical, like beyond hysterical. I know this isn't, we're not talking about funny stuff, but it's one of the reasons that she's been an inspiration to me too, because she's just got this like dry, witty, depraved sense of humor that makes me laugh when I would normally be crying. And it was nice to have someone that could relate to me in the pain game, especially when it came to work, right? Because we have all of these clients and we're working with other people and nobody really understands, but you completely understand. And that's helpful in the work world because it's like, uh, yeah, we got to move that to tomorrow. And it's not even up for discussion. It's like, of course, you know, no questions asked. (laughs) I know why. And you don't even need to tell me. (laughs) So then we have the, you know, we enter COVID into the, the, into the globe. You know, I mean, isn't it insane that every human on the freaking earth has been affected by COVID in so many different ways? I mean, every single human being on the face of the earth, I mean, even animals, right? But for us in the pain community, it's really hurt us hard. I know for me, it has. Can you share your experience of living with this pain during the pandemic and how hard that was for you to get treatment and all of that? Uh, um, I had done something to my back. And because of my nerve issues, it was more dramatic than it really should have been, I guess. But it happened March 13th, which is the last day the world was open. And (laughs) the last day the world was open. That's hysterical. (laughs) The last day the world was open for business. Um, So then it was... I think it was about two months before I was even able to get into a doctor and I was hunched over like a question mark because my spinal cord just felt like it was being squeezed. It was crazy. So I couldn't get into like any physical therapy, couldn't get into, you know, any injections, nothing like that. Couldn't even really get a prescription. Yeah, I feel yeah. physical therapy for me was the one that dropped down the wayside and actually still continues to. I really struggle with trying to find physical therapists that understand central nervous system disorders, not ortho, you know, like, oh, there's, everybody's got a baseball, you know, PT when their son, you know, hurts their shoulder pitching. But when it comes to something like ours, that is so incredibly hard to a diagnose, but also to manage the pain. But I'm still struggling in the physical therapy department to find somebody Like I literally don't have a physical therapist right now. It's, stupid. (laughs) But so now you've got, you've got things in better order a little bit more now that the world has opened back up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the pandemic kind of changed my outlook on life, health as a whole. I feel like most people maybe have that mindset now, just because I mean, we've watched so much happen. So it kind of like changed the way that I wanted to deal with my pain, deal with my disease. I didn't want to be negative and depressed all the time. I wanted to feel better. So I wanted to love my body instead of hating it for what it couldn't be anymore. I was ready. Like I had reached the point of acceptance. So I was ready to take the next steps. So I started college because I wanted to kind of have a purpose. I was kind of lost still at that point. 
started, you know, eating better, moving my body more, started taking depression meds, going to therapy. Um, that really helped my mindset and just, I didn't want to die every day. I was actually like having days where I didn't think about dying. And I just started, you know, taking better care of my mental health, journaling, meditating, changing the way that I think instead of the negative thoughts, I would change it to like a positive spin. Like, oh, well, it could always be worse. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds cliche, but it is true. It, I mean, it totally is true. I mean, the power of the brain, and, and we'll talk about this all the time on the show, the power of our noodle, you know? But I'm so proud of you. So you, you were graduating soon from my understanding. August 13th. So proud of you. I mean, you've just been rocking epically in life. I mean, you're on your e-bike and you're out and about and you're doing this and you're working, you're going to school and you're graduating and your mindset has changed. And I'm, I'm just, you lift me up, you know? And like I mentioned a little earlier, your sense of humor is just refreshing, especially in someone who's so young of age. And I know you might feel older than you are because you are, because you've lived through so much more than an average 23. Obviously you're not 23 anymore. How old are you? 27? 27. 27. A wise, wise soul. And one that I am beyond grateful for coming into my life. You're going to be my soul sister and one that will forever live in my heart. Is there anything else that you want to mention in regards to your journey or any last closing thoughts that like to anybody else that might be suffering in the MS world? I just want to let people know that it does get better. A lot of the newly diagnosed people that I talk to they're in the same spot that I was years ago and it just you eventually get tired of feeling sorry for yourself and just start living your life the best that you can adapt and overcome <laughs> my little bumper sticker girl <laughs> well thanks for doing this with me today little babe that's what I call her um you've helped me get to a more peaceful and accepting place in my life living with CRPS more than you'll ever know so thanks for listening guys you are exclusively invited to share this vip pain journey with me and us together let's get to the heart of how to heal with you by my side please follow the pain game podcast wherever you digest your podcast content we'll be there visit us at the pain and follow us on all the socials thanks for listening my little vips catch you on the other side guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.